to all my wizards, weekend warriors, and those of us that just need a little snack break. Welcome home. Welcome to season two of Dope, the baking podcast that still aims to bake the world a better place. My name is Jay, and I am the owner of The Jay Spot, a little small baby bakery that I run out of my kitchen right here in Richmond, Virginia. And I'm inviting you back on this journey with me as I try my very best to navigate my 20-somethings through recipes and a series of talks about relationships, pop culture, and as always, more Beyonce than you would ever care to hear about. Welcome back to episode two of Dope. If you are coming back from last episode, which you should be because they both aired at the same time, then we are so, so happy to have you here with us, talking with us about life, being in my 20s, which is so crusty, and baking and (laughs) so many different things. Um, We're so happy to have you. Usually I start the podcast off talking about the things that happened last week because typically these episodes air a week apart. Um, however, I did a two for today because nothing, nothing says commitment like binge worthy episodes. You know what I mean? Like, ah, a double feature. I get to listen to this girl talk again for the second time. 30 plus minute episodes, an hour straight. Yes. Yes, you're welcome. Um, honestly, it was the least I could do. It was about to be a triple feature. So you're welcome. So because uh, this is technically a double feature, I don't really have a weeks long thing to discuss. These episodes were recorded at different times. So a few days before I recorded whenever you need me. And now I'm back at these big, giant, beautiful windows recording the sorcerer's scone. But it's yeah, we're going to edit that out. No, we're not. We're probably not. We're going to keep it in there. But you guys, let me tell you, even though it's been only a few short days since I recorded these two episodes, the way technology has like not been my friend like at all like I don't know what's been happening I don't know what's been going on but they have not been my friend like for the first episode I have like pre-saved you know intros outros just to make things easier I don't record the same intro all the time um as far as you know like welcome to dope the baking podcast and Beyonce have a great day or like the outro which is like for more information and then here's my producer and then here's the person that does my music However, when I went to go find those uh, pre-recorded inserts, I could find the file and I could edit the file and I could save the file and move it around and download different parts of the file. However, I could not move that file into a new file. So it did all the things that it's supposed to do, but what I needed it to do. And I feel like that's often how technology works. It's like, oh, you're useful for this one function and now you're not. And I just, I I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Also, when I went to go open said first episode, um, parts were missing in the file. Uh, (laughs) It just also took me forever to even like edit the episode because I was like, I don't even know if I want to do this. Like, and not just like the editing because podcast editing is a whole different world. Like, like video editing is hard. I I get it because I do video editing, but like audio editing audio is a lot. It's a lot. So it takes hours to edit one episode, especially if you're uh, long-winded the way that I am, it takes a minute. And I know, like, the way the podcast flows, like, it sounds like one cohesive thought. 
that is not how my thoughts are. That is not, there's, there's a good 15 minutes of me just rambling, you know? And for a second I thought about doing like, um, what is it with like TV shows, like outtakes, I guess, but not really outtakes. Honestly, I don't know. This is, this is part of the rambling, but like trying to piece it together into one cohesive thought, taking out breaths, taking out this, taking out that, adding in this, making things smooth, letting out the audio. It's, it's a lot of work. Um, so that just wasn't working and all the things just were not working. But it's okay, because uh, we rocking and rolling this time around, God willing. So last episode, which you guys should just be coming from, because like I said, it's a double feature. Listen to that one first, then this one, because that's kind of how seasons go and episodes go. They kind of they are meant to flow together. I ain't even going to hold y'all. Those same vocal issues that I talked about last episode, I am still very much plagued with. So if you guys hear my voice crack or squeal or squeak, or fade in and out, just uh, know that I'm going through puberty and I'm having a really hard time and (laughs) it's hard, okay? I should probably be drinking more tea and I should probably just give myself a little vocal rest because I do talk all day, all the time, Um, but I don't foresee that happening in the near future, if we're being honest, because I have a lot to say. And one thing about me, I'm going to get my words off, okay? I'm going to finish saying what I got to say, all right? Even if my voice cracks out, I'm going to write it down. I'm going to send an email. Listen, I... If need be, I'm going to send me a pigeon carrier, okay? Because I'm going to say what I have to say at the end of the day. So the last episode that we just uh, listened to is called Whenever You Need Me. And it was really about being the therapist friend and about how often we as caretaker friends, therapist friends, giver friends, whatever you want to call us, go through it. We be going through it listening to people. We be going through it caring for people, nurturing people, just all the things we'd be going through it, okay? And it's not to say that we regret helping people or that we regret helping things. It's just balance and harmony and duality are things. Also, like, so is reciprocity. Like, in some seasons, can you carry me too? Like, can you help me out too? Like, can you give me sound advice, sound counsel, all these other things? So we talked about kind of, like, burnout in a sense, but more so reciprocity. So some of the things we talked about last episode were setting boundaries. And I admitted that I had a terrible job and am still working on boundaries. Setting up boundaries is really hard, especially when you are people pleaser. Okay. I'm breaking out of that people pleasing phase because now it's like, I don't really care. Um, but when you are a people pleaser or someone that just likes to keep the peace, it's really hard setting boundaries or when you're not used to having boundaries, it's really hard setting boundaries. So setting boundaries in your relationships, like setting boundaries in your friendships, talking about the things that you don't want to tolerate, expressing how you feel, expressing the things that happened that you didn't like, right? If someone talks to you a certain way or treats you a certain way, you are allowed. You are always allowed to voice your opinion. You are always allowed to speak up for yourself. So when certain things happen and saying, I didn't like the way that this was handled, I'm still learning this, okay? Boundary issues are still very much a thing in this household, Um, but we are working on it. We talked about uh, monitoring your discussions, right? So with, I said that I am the type of person that you got about like four times to talk to me about the same issue that's been issues for years, right? So like say that like someone comes to you and they want to discuss like their relationship and like their trash partner or whatever, and they complain about the same exact issue for like not even just months but like years it's like okay girl okay sir okay y'all like I feel like after a certain point you don't really want to vent you kind of want me to co-sign your bad decisions and I'm not gonna do that 
And also it can be draining on the part of like the therapist friend or on the part of like the person listening to you to have to listen to you deal with the same thing over and over again. And it's like, do you want to complain or do you want to seek help? Like, do you want to complain or do you want change? Um, so monitoring those discussions, we talked about reevaluating your expectations. Okay. One of my biggest problems in being the therapist friend is that I expected myself from other people. I expected myself from other people. So the way that I would show up in the world, the things that I would do for other people, the links that I would go for other people, I expected that in return and then was disappointed to say the least when that wasn't how it happened. I expected people to be me and that's just not a thing. Like let people meet you where they are, let people show you who they are and then proceed there. Also, one of the things that um, we talked about was voicing your expectations. Um, Oftentimes we have these unvoiced expectations and then get hurt when they're not met. And it's like, well, I can't read your mind, babes. So voicing your expectations, voicing how you want to be treated, how you want to be talked to, the things that you expect out of this relationship. Like I would prefer my friends or my partner or my work environment to be this way. Let me know how you prefer yours and let's work together to be harmonious. The last thing that we talked about was reciprocity and how often therapist friends are so used to giving and then not receiving or giving and then only receiving a little bit. Um, We talked about how important reciprocity is in relationships, because here's the thing. When you think about like the, the hierarchy of relationships or how relationships are set up, There's many different types of relationships that are discussed in like biology and in ecosystems. And what we're always thriving for is a symbiotic relationship where both parties benefit, where the feelings are mutual, where everyone is getting something that they need. And it doesn't have to be material things. Like, am I getting the support that I need from this relationship? Am I getting the stability I need from this relationship? Am I getting the love and respect that I need from this relationship? Like, you don't have to buy me a Birkin, okay? I'll take one. But like, you ain't got to buy one. You don't have to be at the foot of my bed waiting on me hand and foot 24-7. You don't have to be at the foot of my bed at all, okay? But can I come to you in a time of crisis and can we talk it out? Like, can I come to you and just sit there in your presence and like be content with that? Like, and there's different types of friends. Like, you know, some friends are there for a good time. Some friends are there for all the seasons in your life. Some are there just to vent to, right? Some are mentors. Like, there's different levels of friendship and there's different types of friendship, However, I ain't getting nothing out of this. And that's not to say that like you should seek relationship to benefit from something. That's not, that's not how that should work. But it's like, if I'm pouring into you, you should be pouring back into me. If I'm sharpening you, you should be sharpening me. That's point blank period. Like that's just how that works. It's okay to have expectations from your relationships. It's okay to have expectations from your home life, from your work life, from other things. You are not a burden for expecting things. You are not an issue. You are not a problem. You are not something to fix just because you want something fixed. It's okay to have expectations in your relationships. You should have expectations. You should have a clear cut vision of what you want, how you want it. And then y'all can work together on how to fix it and how to get there. Um, Next, I gave you guys a beast of a cinnamon roll recipe. I always feel a little weird about giving out recipes that have like a lot of parts to it because we're only working on the audio side of things right now not necessarily visual it can be really hard to describe how to do stuff and that's something I'm learning because I can see it visually because I probably did it like eight times before I even recorded this podcast 
but like explaining to someone that might not know baking is really hard so like if you guys want me to change the way that I describe stuff talk about stuff walk through stuff if you want me to make it simpler or if you're like this is good the way it is let me know send me dms send me emails if and only if you have my phone number you can text me um but let me know um so the cinnamon roll recipe was a butter pecan recipe um and it was basic cinnamon roll dough obviously with butter pecan filling and butter pecan pour over um the pour over was amazing it was beautiful it was great Um, One thing you guys are going to learn about me is that a lot of the things I make are like subtly sweet. They're not like toothache sweet or like clenching your jaw sweet or like this is a lot sweet. I don't like that. Um, So I'm going to be open and honest and transparent with you guys because that's the kind of energy we want on this podcast. Um, So I'm going to tell you guys a really deep, dark secret while we're here. (sighs) Okay. Okay. As a baker and a food enthusiast, a food photographer... And just like an avid eater, I don't like most desserts. Okay, I said it. I feel like we can move on now. I feel like we can breathe again. Um, I just don't like most desserts. And I know it sounds weird um, because I I can make all the things. I just don't like to eat them. And they're not mutually exclusive. Um, and I get people that ask me all the time. They're like, oh, if I were a baker, I would be eating everything. Girl, it's not that great after like the 15th time. I'm be honest with you. I'm be honest with you. Maybe I'll eat a cupcake if it's there and I'm hungry. Um, but like as far as being like, oh my gosh, like I'm really craving like an apple pie. Like, yeah, they good, but like I don't really want it. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm weird when it comes to most desserts. However, I will make them and they'll be beautiful and they'll be decadent. Um, so most of my desserts are subtly sweet for that reason. I love sweets. Okay, I, I will knock back chocolate. That is no problem. But I'm a subtly sweet kind of girl. And then lastly, we did a recipe for um, the wind down, which is now a new segment that we are going to discuss again today where I kind of give you guys my main takeaways, but we're this time we're doing it over alcohol because sometimes, listen, it'd be like that. It'd be like that. And like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm not a person that drinks, girl. We can go to happy hour right now. As I'm recording this, it's 7.55. Okay. But it's happy hour somewhere. All right. You need you a mimosa buddy. Tag me in. Tag me in. I'm ready. I'm ready today. I, listen, all I got to do is throw on pants. Okay? That's it. You let me know. So today we're going to be talking about a very similar topic because it's a few days before Halloween slash two days before Halloween when this airs. We're going to be talking about Halloween-y, Halloween-ish, you know what? It doesn't matter. We're going to be talking about Harry Potter. So years ago, okay, back when I was like in high school, middle school, high school, I worked at this summer camp um, and they had this specialty camp called Harry Potter Camp. And honestly, I'm not even going to lie. It was one of the best times of my life, okay? I was a Gryffindor prefect and a Slytherin prefect. And if you know nothing about Harry Potter, it's kind of like like college RAs, but for wizarding. And I also would help run the potions class, which was just uh, making cupcakes because obviously. Um, but it was one of the best times of my life. It was so fun. But I also love a good pun, okay? So today our episode is entitled The Sorcerer's Scone. Now, realistically, okay, the book is technically called The Philosopher's Stone, okay? 
but you know, the English version or the American version is called the Sorcerer's Stone. However, for the sake of this podcast, the Philosopher's Stone doesn't really sound that great. So it's going to be called the Sorcerer's Stone. That's just a little, another little rant that I should probably edit out, but will not do. So essentially the premise of the very first book slash movie of Harry Potter is about this boy who lives under a cupboard, right? Like that's kind of one of the opening scenes, opening lines. You see Harry Potter, who is, you know, the protagonist of the, the book movie series, what have you. And it's this young boy, the boy with the scar, obviously. Both of his parents died and he's taken in by his aunt and uncle who treat this boy so badly that they like put him in a cupboard under the stairs. So like everyone else has their own rooms, their own lives, their own happiness. And he's kind of like pushed aside, unwanted, abandoned. Now, flash forward, some things happen. They get deserted on this weird little island in the mountains slash over the ocean. Harry gets sent this mail. Turns out he's a wizard. You're a wizard, Harry. And then he's like now thrust into this life of being a wizard and being sought after. And it's like a weird transition for a young boy who used to live in a cupboard and is now put into this mystical, magical world of being a wizard, but also knowing that he's like sought after. There's little prophecies about this boy. So what we're going to talk about today is uh, feelings of inadequacy, right? And feeling like you're being pushed aside, you're unwanted, you're abandoned, nothing's really working for you. And now you're kind of in this space where things are working out, but you don't really know how to deal with it, right? Like you're so used to coming from a source of lack. Now that things are are looking up, it's kind of like, wait a second. I was so used to like crying over this and worrying about this and praying for this. And now that I have it, do I know what to do with it? So feelings of inadequacy. Um, Listen, life's changes and life seasons are very difficult to navigate. I'm not going to lie. I'm not even going to hold you. A lot of these things that we talk about this season, I am still very much in the process of learning and unlearning and trying and doing and failing or halfway succeeding or not even knowing what I'm doing at all. Okay. Life seasons are very different. Last season, the stuff that we talked about, I pretty much knew. Okay. And was still working through, but like, I was like, okay, like the foundations of this, I, I think we got it. I think we're ground level on this topic. This season, we're learning together, we're growing together, we're stretching together, and dear God, help us all. So life seasons are very, very difficult to navigate. They're very hard to understand. I still myself don't get it. But feelings of inadequacy are like something that I'm not foreign to, okay? This week alone, I expressed to a group of people who are now becoming some of my favorite people um, that I feel that I don't know what I'm doing with life. And that I feel that I don't know what is happening in my own life. Like I know in my own life, right? Because like, obviously it's our story. We talked about it last season in an episode called In a Bit of a Jam. Like this is your life. You are the narrator. Essentially you can move your life and like navigate your direction. And like your path is up to you and like your life choices are up to you, right? Talked about that. I get that in my life story, I am the main character, okay? I know in a lot of other people's stories, I am the villain, and I fully accept that, and I apologize. I will send you a muffin basket later, girl. I was having a hard day. However, in my own story, I am the main character. However, lately, I've been feeling like very much a side character in my own life. Like, it's giving very much background character, very much an extra, like, just here. Like, I don't feel like I play an active part in my own life sometimes, And I feel like my feelings of inadequacy really speak to that. So 2020 was a lot. Okay. It was a lot. I'm not even gonna lie. I ain't even gonna hold y'all. It was a lot. 2021 came out swinging. 
okay, she came out swinging. I touched on the topic of uh, depression and how this past summer was a lot for me. Like I sat here like in my bedroom, door closed, blind shut, dark during the middle of August. Um, and I just felt like incapable and not equipped and not ready and not anything. I just felt like I can't do this. There would be so many times when people would call me and be like, you know, you're doing a great job. Or they would text me and they'd be like, you know, like we see you. I love you. I care about you. There was a time where people were sliding affirmations under my door. Like you are brave. You are beautiful. You are intelligent. You are smart. You are all these things. And I'm like, I just, I, I don't feel it. I don't feel it. And now that we're kind of sort of in a space where things are changing and they're shifting yet again, it's like all the affirmations that people were speaking over me are now coming into fruition. And it's like, okay, well, I was so used to coming from a place of lack that now that I am starting to receive the things that I prayed for and the things that I cried about, it's like, it's, it, it feels weird. It feels weird. It's an adjustment to say the least. Like, I feel that oftentimes we as people, as individuals don't know what to do when things start working out in our favor, right? Like we're always saying like, oh, we're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, I'm just waiting for this to get bad. I'm just waiting for something to happen because something is always happening. I am learning that as an adult, it feels like something's always happening, right? But it doesn't have to be that way. Like we can bask in our joy and in our newness and in so many things that are unrelated to our trauma, so many things that are unrelated to like our failures, our guilt, our shame, like not knowing what to do when like things are looking up has a lot to do with like not fully accepting your gifts and like your talents. I have been uh, talked to about this recently um, and we are still in the process of embracing all the things that we are gifted with and all the things that we are talented at as someone who's been baking uh, damn near since birth. I thought that baking was something that everybody could do, right? I started baking when I was seven. Um, my mom baked. She's an avid baker, lovely woman. Maybe I'll have her talk to you guys one day. My mom's mom, so like my grandma on my mom's side bakes, or she used to. Um, and my grandma on my dad's side also was a baker and like amazing cook. So it's like I, I, I live this life. Like I know it. So I didn't think it was like a gift or something that was special. Um, same with like creativity, right? Like as an artist, as a painter, photographer, all these other things, like I thought that this was something that everybody could do. So I didn't really value it and I'm still learning to value it because it is a value. It is a gift. There's so many things that are inside of you that are not just talents, but they're gifts. Like the way that you talk to people, the way that you encourage people, the way that you think is a gift, right? Like people's minds are amazing. Like their strategies, the way that they have different perspectives, it's a gift. So I feel like some of the things that will help us cope with our feelings of inadequacy and not feeling like we have a right to be in the room or have a right to this come from like not knowing what our gifts are and not knowing our capabilities. Now, I have been talked to about the quote unquote humble brag, right? Where it's like, oh, I just do this. I just do that. I'm just this. I'm, it's not anything special. I just, you know, oh yeah, I did make macarons from scratch and they only took four hours um, and they have a beautiful pipe swirl on the inside, but it's just, it's nothing. I just popped it in the oven. I am that person. Okay. Where it's like, I don't want to 
seem like I'm doing too much, even though I do too much all the time. But it's like the humble brag, right? Where it's like, oh, you know, just here, out here, living life, doing the best I can, you know. Woe to me, little old me. That's got to stop. And I'm talking to myself, too. In fact, this whole episode, I'm talking to myself. It's got to stop. I feel one of the things that will help us, because we're doing this together, y'all. We're doing it. One of the things that will help us fully embrace who we are and step into our calling and really launch that character journey and the lifestyle and all these other things is like embracing that side of us, right? Like, so when we're put into these places and these spaces where we're like, we don't know what we're doing when we finally get it, we just have to embrace that side of who we are. Like the humble brags, like, baby, you're good at stuff. Like you're talented, you're gifted, you're special. Like sometimes we have to speak these affirmations over ourselves and like say it till you believe it. Like if it sounds delusional at first, keep going with it. Like say it until you believe it. Like over the summer, I was having um, a really difficult time as I've expressed many times before. And there's this one song, it's called Psalm 23 um, and it's by Zoe Worship. It's my church's band. One of the phrases is, like the love of God and like how it will follow you for the rest of your life, right? So like one of their phrases is like, your beauty and love will follow me all my days for the rest of my life. And uh, in the midst of my depression, I played that song like repeatedly. And I was like, okay, we're going to play this song until we A, believe it, or B, we get so sick and tired of hearing it that we have no choice but to believe it because we're tired. So sometimes we have to like speak those affirmations of ourselves you are gifted, you are talented, you have purpose, you have a calling, you have all these different things, like whatever you want to call it, like you have this in you. I get it. It's very hard to go from being someone that's like pushed away, cast aside, all these other things to now being someone that people are seeking for their gifts, right? So you were told like, oh, your gifts are too much. Oh, you're this, you're too much. This is too much. That's not enough. It's now being someone that like people seek for said gifts. As a child, I was told I talked too much. As an adult, I'm told I talk too much, but now like people are seeking the gift of communication from me. And it's like, but I was told I couldn't do that. Like I was told I shouldn't say that. I was told I shouldn't say this in that way. Like, how do you navigate these spaces? I feel like part of it starts with like opening up about your gifts, right? Like, yes, this is something that I was technically condemned for, told I shouldn't do as a kid or as an adult or today, this morning, I was told I shouldn't do it. But like now... I'm turning it into something that's workable and something that I can use to produce stuff and like live. (laughs) Like it's about turning ashes into beauty, right? Where there was like no life here. I'm turning it into something beautiful. All those beautiful, positive things that people have told you or that you need to tell yourself, say it daily. I got sticky notes everywhere in this room and I encourage you guys to do the same on the days that I feel like I don't know what the... Uh, I'm doing like on the days when I feel like I can't do this like I physically cannot do this like Harry didn't think he was special turns out the boy with the scar had a purpose that was like farther than any of us could imagine and I feel the exact same way about you like you yourself will go farther beyond what you can see right now so there's things that we're terrified of But like breaking out of your comfort zone is going to give you so much opportunity. And there's so much that like we're saying no to, but our purpose is waiting on the other side of your yes. So think about the things that like you're scared of and think about the things that you're waiting for. Opportunity is waiting for you on the other side of your fear. And purpose is waiting for you on the other side of your yes. 
So admittedly, that last episode was a lot. Understood. Heard you. It was a lot to take in and a lot to absorb. So if you need to pause this and go for a walk, I'm all for it. Just finish the episode because I really would like the streams. Um, but now we're going to get into this scone recipe, okay? And I am going to try my hardest to like make this scone recipe palatable. Scones are very hard, okay? Biscuits are hard. They're so simple. It's I've learned that with like baking and cooking and things in the kitchen, the simplest stuff with like the simplest ingredients are so hard. Like all macarons require is sugar, egg whites, food coloring, almond flour, and like a buttercream. Like it's not difficult, but it's so difficult. Like it's so simple that it's hard. Like cooking rice. So biscuits and scones are pretty similar. Okay. Last season we did a scone recipe that is very different from this one. Okay. This one has a lot more technique, a lot more body, a lot more va-va-voom, something for the girls to party to. And I think I was going to delete the last season's episode or edit it and redo the recipe to make it more aligned with this one. But you know what? Growth. Okay. And I'm learning that it's okay to grow. And like, you don't have to go back and fix your past because that's not a thing. Um, That was not a main takeaway. It's just uh, a morsel of wisdom. You don't have to go back and fix your past. It already happened. Rock with it. Move forward. Move on. Okay. Keep moving forward. That's the, the mission for today and the rest of our lives so this recipe is very different from the last scone recipe if you want to try that recipe out i ain't got no problem with it but this one is like it for me okay these scones turn out so beautifully fluffy flaky everything that you want in a scone and more so we're gonna hop right into it if you are not familiar with the way that i do baking recipes there are some things that you always need you need your mixing bowls stand mixer if you have one hand mixer ready to go if you need it measuring cups, measuring spoons, all that good stuff you're going to need, okay? So with the typical baking recipe, if we're doing scones or cookies or anything of the sort, you're going to need a baking tray. If we're doing something like uh, cinnamon rolls or biscuits, you're going to need a baking dish, right, for them to rise, to lift, all that good stuff. I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory at this point, but like, of course, there's always going to be someone that's like, can I cook this pie in a waffle iron? It's like, no, girl, that's not They have different names for different reasons, like, please. So for this recipe, mixing bowls, spoons, knives, whatever you would need to get this recipe done, okay? So for this recipe, you're going to need, just for the scone itself, not even the filling, we're gonna talk about the filling in just a second. For the scone itself, you're going to need three cups of flour, one fourth cup of sugar, you're going to need one tablespoon of baking powder, not baking soda, they're different. Check back to season one when we talk about the common household ingredients you're going to need while baking. You're going to need a fourth a teaspoon of salt, one stick of butter, half a cup of heavy whipping cream, one fourth cups of milk, one egg, one teaspoon of vanilla extract, and three fourths cups of cinnamon chips. I got them from Target. That was the only place I could find them. And my Target was scarce. Uh, I had to go to like three different Targets. Check online before you go, unless you just want to go to Target like me, then make an adventure out of it. Okay. Because I hit up like five different Targets in the same day and my bank account was like not happy with me. So the filling for this recipe is going to be the same exact filling as the butter pecan cinnamon rolls from last episode, just without the pecans, okay? So it's going to be one cup of brown sugar, one stick of butter, and three tablespoons of cinnamon. You're going to make sure the butter is melted down, and you're going to whisk them together, but that we're going to get into that separately, okay? So first, you're going to put in a bowl your three cups of flour, your fourth a cup of sugar, your tablespoon of baking powder, and your one-fourth teaspoon of salt. You're going to whisk those together. Now here's the part where it gets... Mm, 
Mm. So with biscuits, you're going to use a pastry cutter for this. This is not a pastry cutter recipe. Okay. Put it down, walk away. Don't touch her. Don't think about her. So for this, you're going to take the butter and I cut them into tablespoons. Okay. It's very uncommon that you should do that. You should try to cut your butter as tiny as possible or even grate your butter in there. Not this time. We're cutting it into tablespoons. For this recipe, when I made them, I wore gloves because I was distributing them to other people. Plus I had nail polish on and I think that's like really, really gross when people like, because nail polish like flakes off. It's just, it's not fun. It's gross. Um, so I was wearing gloves. So it made this recipe a little more difficult to work with because you're supposed to like feel all the things. That's kind of how baking works. It's very much like a sensory activity. Um, but you're going to put the tablespoons of butter into your flour, sugar, salt, baking powder mixture. And you're going to lightly toss it into the flour. See, when I do this, when I do these recipes and I talk to these recipes, I'm like doing the hand motions with y'all as if you can see it. That just tells me I need to make baking videos because I just, I have to show you guys how to do it. You're going to lightly coat the tablespoons of butter in the flour, and then you're going to pinch at them. You're going to smush them and break them apart into the flour. And you're going to do that until they're about dime-sized pieces. Then what you're going to do is you're going to take your two hands and sort of, I don't know if you guys can hear the sound, but like, you're going to press your hands together in the flour and smush the butter until you create nice flaky sheets, okay? These sheets of butter is what's going to give you the flaky scones that you need. We don't want the soft, chewy, cakey scones from last season because like those were, mm, but God's grace. We don't want the soft, chewy scones from last season or like the maybe this is a scones scone from last season. We want the buttery, flaky, bakery style scone. So we're going to do that all throughout. And then what we're going to do next is very, very critical. Okay. A lot of people skip the step, never skip the step with scones, biscuits, whatever, pie crust, never skip this step. Okay. You're going to take your bowl and you're going to pop it in the freezer while you get the rest of your things ready. Okay. So while your oven is preheating, while we're making the filling, you're going to leave it in there for like 20 minutes. So for the filling, you're going to need, like I said, a cup of brown sugar, your melted butter and your cinnamon, and you're going to mix it together and just let it sit. So now y'all, this is where it gets complicated. This is where it gets tricky. Go ahead and grab your frozen bowl of your dry ingredients and your butter. So in a measuring cup or a bowl, or I did it in a bowl. So you're going to measure out your half a cup of heavy cream, your fourth a cup of milk, and then you're going to add your egg and your vanilla extract, and you're going to whisk together. Do not keep the milks, the cream, the egg, or all that good stuff out at room temperature. They need to be cold. You're going to whisk it together and you're going to pour it over your... Uh, chilled dry butter mixture okay with your hands you're going to gently toss it together until it forms a little bit okay just until it forms it's going to be super super flaky and like low-key kind of crusty but you're going to dip the bowl over onto your counter and that's when like the magic happens so you're going to press it together until it forms something okay until it forms a little disc all right then you're going to flip it over and keep pressing Next is the critical part, okay? This is what we call the folding. So at, when it's a disc, it's a little circle, you're going to take one half, whether it's the left half, the right half, I don't care, it's a circle. You can take the top or the bottom, doesn't matter. You're going to take one half, fold it over, and continue pressing. Then after that, you're going to flatten your circle with your hands. You're gonna keep pressing. And then on one half, I did the right half. On one half, you're going to take your cinnamon mixture, so your cinnamon butter, sugar mixture and you're going to drizzle it on one half of the scone then using a spatula a bench scraper your hand whatever it doesn't matter you're going to want to fold the other half so like the blank half the bare half of the scone mixture on top of the cinnamon cinnamon chip mixture so kind of like 
folding a taco, but like horizontally. And then you're going to repeat the process all over again. So you're going to flatten it out and then reshape it to a circle. And you're going to do it till it's like another half inch thick. This is what's going to create those beautiful flaky layers, those beautiful layers that we love. So you're going to repeat this twice, okay? So you get the first layer, flatten it to a disc, decorate one half with the cinnamon butter sugar mixture, and then sprinkle on the cinnamon chips on top of that mixture, fold the other half over, press it out into a circle again, and then do that for a third time. Okay, so here's the next part, all right, that some people skip, okay? So once your scones are in a disc and you've repeated the steps three times, you're going to take a knife and you're going to cut it into eight pieces. So scones are similar to biscuits. So when you cut them, you want to lift straight up. Okay. Don't slide the knife. Don't scrape it. Don't nothing. None of that. Okay. Don't do none of that. Just slice and lift straight up tip to end and then lift straight up because when you wedge the sides and you sort of slide the knife, it like sort of inhibits it from rising the way that it should. I don't know. Those are weird. Biscuits are weird. Scones are weird. So once you have your eight pieces, you're going to grab a baking tray lined with parchment paper and you're going to situate your scones on the parchment paper. Okay, I did four on the top and four on the bottom. So you're going to take your baking tray and you're going to slide it in the freezer while your oven preheats. Okay, so usually we preheat our oven first. This time we're not going to preheat our oven first because it doesn't really matter. So you're going to preheat your oven while your scones are freezing. Once your oven is preheated and everything is good to go, you're going to take the scones out and you're going to brush the tops of them with heavy cream. So you can use a pastry brush or you can use your fingers, but you're just going to delicately put some heavy cream on top of your scones. And this is what's going to create a beautiful golden brown, very crunchy crust. Once the scones have been in the freezer for about 10 minutes, you can take them out and slide them into your preheated oven, 375 degrees, for about 20 to, for about 20 to 25 minutes or until they're golden brown on the top. So last episode, I introduced you guys to something called the wind down, which is where I will give you guys an alcoholic recipe to go with all the good food that you are going to be eating on this episode. We're going to continue that on. Okay. So last episode, I didn't give you guys a main takeaway. I want to sort of introduce you guys to something first and then build upon what we had previously. So like last episode, we are not doing the question and answer um, because today we're doing a main takeaway. So next week, we are going to be adding back the questions, but I kind of sort of just wanted to like ease y'all into this, especially if you're new. So today's recipe, okay, it would not be right if I had an episode on like sort of Harry Potter-ish and scones, right? It would not be right of me to leave y'all without a recipe for drunken butterbeer. It would not be, Okay. And considering how I did Harry Potter camp for a few years, I called the one and only person I knew that could pull this recipe off. Okay. So big shout out to her for giving me this recipe. So for this recipe, you're going to need vanilla vodka, butterscotch schnapps, cream soda. And then for the topping, you're going to need. So I drank this out of a mason jar because I feel like that's the only way to do it. Um, however, what you do in your house is what you do in your house. Okay. 
Okay, so for this recipe, you're going to fill a shaker with ice. You're going to add a generous shot of the vodka, a generous shot of the snaps, and you're going to shake it together, okay? Then you're going to pour it into your mason jar, and then you're gonna fill the glass the rest of the way with cream soda. And then to that, you're gonna add a pinch of sea salt because she is, she is kind of sweet. She's very sweet. So for your topping, you're going to take one cup of heavy cream, half a cup of butterscotch topping, and one fourth cup of powdered sugar. You're going to whip your heavy whipping cream until it's formed whipped cream. So then you're going to take your powdered sugar and you're going to beat it into the whipped cream. And then you're going to pour over your butterscotch mixture and use a spatula and kind of sort of mix it together lightly. But, but make sure to not deflate your whipped cream because that would just be really, really sad. Usually at the end of this episode, I leave you guys with something that I'm learning now, something that I wish I'd known before, something I'm currently in the process of doing, um, and that is called the main takeaway. However, we're calling it the wind down now because I just like it better. Like you have a little drink, you sit there, listen, you kind of sort of ease your way down after, you know, being on a roller coaster of let's talk about what we did this week. Let's talk about something that's really important. Let's talk about cupcakes. Let's talk about a recipe. You kind of just sort of line yourself down. Like, you know what? We're working on the sound effects. I'm going to get a person to do some sound effects because it's important. However, grab your drink and get comfortable because we are winding this episode down. In Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, There is a headmaster by the name of Albus Dumbledore, who everyone knows and loves, but he says something that I think is very profound. He says, it does not do well to dwell on dreams and forget to live. Honestly, we could end the podcast right there, but we won't, obviously, because I still have more to say. So as we are talking about feelings of inadequacy and sort of like stepping into who we are and sort of what happens when we make it or what happens when we finally start to see the fruits of our labor or to see our dreams coming true or to finally get what it is that we set out to get. It's really important to not dwell on the things that we thought we wanted um, and to make space to live in those moments, right? I, which I've talked about in previous episodes, am not really one to celebrate my accomplishments. I'm sort of more of a, okay, what's next? We have more things to do. We have more things to get done kind of person. So then I'm always looking at these dreams I have and never living in the moment or never living in the experience of actually getting what I labored for. And then it kind of raises the question of like, what's the intention of your dream if you're just going to let it sort of pass by and not fully experience it? Like if you're not going to fully live it out when you get it, what was the intention of the dream? If you're going to put your mind to something and you're going to put your heart in something and you're going to walk it out, be intentional with it from start to finish. So not just the laboring process when things are hard and you can't really see what's happening in the midst of all the confusion and the chaos, but make sure that you also put your all into living out what you work so hard for. What good is it to have these dreams and to to have these ideas and to work hard for them? Like people work so hard to like make their dreams come true and to live out these dreams. So I feel like you kind of do yourself a disservice. So this week, I want us to take some time in being intentional 
I want you to write down all of your dreams that you have currently. And I want you to write down some of the dreams you had in the past that have come true and that maybe you didn't acknowledge. Maybe you didn't have the space or the capacity to even fully sit there and think about it. But this season we're being intentional and we're gonna be vulnerable. Dope was written and produced by me, your host, Jay. Music was produced by my friend, Diego Lainez. You can find him on Instagram at Diego Grit. That's D-I-E-G-O-G-R-I-T. For more information, head on over to our Instagram page at the underscore J-Spot. That's T-H-E underscore J-A-I-S-P-O-T. And remember, you're always welcome back home.